back to episode 262 of For the Love of Cinema. This is 262B, where we will now talk about The Tender Bar. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris. For episode including for the episode talking about Scream, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, trailer talk, and please check out episode 262A, which posted on Tuesday, 125. All right, gentlemen, let's hop right into it. We are talking about The Tender Bar, the Amazon original let's get some particulars out of the way of course let's look at the tomato meter which is a lot less kind than scream was the tomato meter 52 so almost dead center 52 like almost dead center and the audience score 72 i'm kind of disappointed with the 72 because i didn't think very highly of this movie (laughs) so maybe i'm just wrong i liked it yeah actually i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of shocked Okay, well, we, 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 let's 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 get into it and find out why. Let's get some particulars out of the way, though. All right, great cast, great cast. Well, good, good cast, good cast. Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rabe, Christopher Lloyd, Danielle Ranieri. Uh, directed by George Clooney. It's based on the book written by J.R. Moringer, um, written by William Monahan. The script. Roger, what's the tender bar about? So the Tender Bar is a coming-of-age story about a young man who basically does not have a father and how he ends up basically acquiring a father through his uncle. And it's his story about how he grew up to make his life better. Yeah, How's that? It, it is a coming-of-age story. It, 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 I mean, it's a weirder – it's a kind of a weirder one than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> if that's you know, kind of makes sense. But definitely is weirder than I thought it was going to be, for sure. Hmm. But – um, well, okay. Give me, Chris, give me your, give me your 10 second opinion on this one. My opinion. Uh, this is a wholesome movie of, of a, a boy growing up with, uh, in a close knit family that he learns a lot of values from people that you, that aren't the usual people that you learn values from as a boy growing up. And this movie, I think tells a, tells a good story and is, is not a bad ride. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's it's not it's it's an it's an interesting story. I don't think it's a great story, but it certainly has it certainly has its moments. Um, so Taisha, we, we immediately start on on the open road. A, a mother and son driving, no no dialogue. Um, we obviously get that there's tr- they're leaving something because the the open road motif is you're going towards something new. Um, we have, you know, a kid tunes in a voice on the radio. We don't know why. The mother immediately turns it off. She's angry. Uh, and then we get we start getting their narration, kind of Wonder Years style, which the narration in this movie, was it needed? Nah, probably not. Believe me, I, I, I love narration, but unnecessary narration, I don't. I mean, unless it's Morgan Freeman, then I, what's the point? If, it's, if, you're, if you're showing everything you're narrating, which is what he's doing, then... I honestly just think this was, this was George Clooney's way of thought, spicing up the movie. Mm, I think it would have been better if it was George Clooney's voice, not Ron Livingston. Yeah, well, I don't Ron, think everyone. Ron I don't think anyone ever sat down and said, "You know what would spice up our movie, guys? Some narration." narration. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't mind the narration. I don't think it hurt it. I don't think why, it helped it. I think it was fine. Why I think George Clooney his take on this is important is at one point George Clooney was considered what one of the, uh, in like 2001, he was like what sexiest man alive or something. 
He's still handsome. He, that handsome son of a bitch. Yeah, but in 2000 and 2001, he was considered like one of the best looking guys on the planet. Which, uh, in so Ben Affleck's character is teaching JR. JR. He's teaching JR how to become man a man. Science. The, the man sciences. <laughs> you always have your butts, your cigarette butts. You, you, treat, you treat your wife well or treat your woman well. You treat your mother well. And you always have stashies in your wallet <laughs> that you never drink. You never drink your stashie. Um, yeah, that's – and I, I thought that was kind of important though because like I feel like that's kind of up George Clooney's alley is like how to be a suave man. Does that make sense or am I just completely making links where there are no yeah, links? Yeah, that's probably accurate. I mean I, I would imagine that's maybe what led George to this – I mean kind of his spin he could put on it maybe. But um, I'm not quite sure – George Clooney brought much to this that wouldn't have been brought by just a director for hire outside yeah. of maybe some how to be a swallow. I don't know. I think, because, uh, I think because Clooney directs is why you get Aflac as the, the main focus, right? Yeah. I w- yes. I mean, maybe I, we can, we could say that we can, we can, can conjecture about that all day long, but I mean, well, I, there's just nobody even close to that level besides him in this movie. No, I mean, but dude, the kid is excellent. Oh, he's great. Yeah, but I mean, until this, he isn't the star. No, of course not. Of course not. I mean, I've, Ben is the father to this kid. He, I mean, he's the glue that holds the entire family together. You know, <laughs> and he's just a, a bartender that lives at home. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but he has good <laughs> advice. I mean, you he, know, he seems like he's got his shit together. Yeah, he's. Mm-hmm. He, but he also gives decent advice too to to Jr. And, and he's smart as hell, by the way. He is. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he reads all this. Oh, yeah. he, I mean. Do you love the the bar name the Dickens? Yeah, listen, I would go to that bar. Where they, for sure. Where they have like classic literature, like you can you can just like, hey, can I can I read that and drink a beer? Sure, why not? Yep, sure can. Sure can, buddy. Dude, go, this go place ahead. rules. <laughs> and it's you know I I I really dig the the whole. There's a motif here of like family and like finding your home. Of family, <laughs> family. Um, yeah, it's because of course the, the big thing here when. They talk about the Iliad, and the Iliad is a journey to find his home. So, of course, you know, mm-hmm. Jr.'s on his own journey to find, but he he has been a lot long a lot longer than he realizes. Been on that journey. I do love at the one point he's like, "All right, let's go home." She's like, "It's not home." He's like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> well, I mean, she, yeah, he of course it is. He doesn't know better, but I mean, but I mean, no. Listen, he's lived there for like ten years. Sometimes, home, man. sometimes kids do know better. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about little. You're 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 talking about college Jr. I'm talking about little Jr. Yeah, little Jr. doesn't know. I mean, much past what he's. I mean, he has. Okay, well, that, okay, that's fair. I was talking about adult right. or mostly adult Jr. So there's. I mean, one of my immediate red flags was what was. I mean, it's just the absentee father. He he's he's hunting for him on the, He's hunting for him on the radio. Um, he, I mean. He's hunting for Monario because he's a DJ. He's, by the he's way. a disc jockey, yeah, and a really kind of a piece of shit too. As, as, as yeah, as, he's not great. Again, they show you that later, but I mean, we couldn't we couldn't get the fact that he's a piece of trash from the fact that he left his wife and child just gone, vanished. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty bad. That bothers me. I mean, why do we have to be shown that? We could just we. But we, you know what? The part that I thought was in hilarious to me when he walks in. And he's like, oh, Jesus. And he walks into the house and he's like, this asshole's here. And he walks out, takes him, gets the kid out. He takes him around the block, talks to him for, what, two minutes? Yeah. Parks and says, all right, kid, I got stuff to do today. 
<laughs> and, the, and the uncle walks up to the, do- uh, the door, leans in, says a couple things, and like, where's my $30? Oh, no, no, that, that, that was, no, he, he, he picks up JR, takes him for a spin around the block, and says, all right, all right kid, I gotta go. Like that, that, yeah. was, that was his hanging out with his son, a, a spin around yeah. the bar. Or and he comes around and he's like, he gets out of the car and pretends to beat the shit out of him in the front yard. Where's my 30 bucks? Yeah, I mean, there, this movie had its moments. Like when his friend's like, well, you didn't go stand outside of a window. He's like, no, of course it didn't. And this shows him yelling outside it of shows the window. He's in a quick clip of him. Sydney! <laughs> this hard cuts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful. It's, it got some, it's got some comedy in it. Um, what about Grandpa Christopher Lloyd? See, I I like Christopher Lloyd here. I thought so he, did I. I thought like he when fit he's the part. Farting, and he's like, "It wasn't me." He's that he's giggling to himself like a crazy old man. I love how he's <laughs> and then um, Jr.'s mom is like, "Your father has a photographic memory, speaks four languages, and is very smart." And he he's pre- also a cheap prick. He's also a cheap <laughs> prick. He's also a cheap prick who farts, and his house is held together by duct tape. And then he, I love his response. Yet yeah, you all keep coming back. Y'all keep coming back to my house. <laughs> and then, like, and there's an extension with that. I love how he takes Jr. to the father son thing. And then mm-hmm. when he tells the teachers, like, this one might actually be able to leave my house forever. <laughs> I, I fully expect this one to be the only one that actually leaves my house and doesn't come back. <laughs> but the, I mean, oh, okay, man. so see, that's that I thought was good. Like, that's cool. Like the old man gets dressed up, has a great time there. I think that's wonderful. Well, I mean, there's some magic there with Christopher. I mean, Christopher Lloyd, he knocks this out of the park in being that 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 the the eccentric grandpa who still farts. Yet he's still very smart. He's still very with it. You know, like, sure. I mean, you know, especially when he comes down the stairs all dressed up to go to this father son thing, and mm-hmm. and his wife wife like kind of takes a an, an, an elderly woman walks over and goes. I remember this guy. And then like he does this thing where he kissed her on the forehead and then like he puts his forehead on her forehead. It's mm-hmm. a very good moment. Yeah. But, like okay. I feel like you need Christopher Lloyd for that moment. So that's why you had to cast someone like Christopher Lloyd. Sure. So, I mean, that's part of the reason. Again, that could be the George Clooney package. That could be that. Well, George Clooney's directing it, so I'll do it. You know I mean? That could be that too. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, famous people tend to work with other famous people. So I mean, sure. I don't. Oh, man, Chris, you you haven't said much. You want to say something about the Christopher Lloyd use usage? No, I mean, I th- I think his part's fine in it. I I think you could get a, a few other guys to do that part, you know, and do it well. But it's you know his his scene in this his big moment was was taking that kid to that breakfast thing, and it was nice. That teacher thought he was crazy as hell. Yeah, the whole time he was talking to her. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, talking about German influence destroying the American yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was just like nodding and, <laughs> nodding and smiling. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. No, but this movie is full of that, though. It's full of these, these little moments, you know, that help make up this kid and help him become, you know, basically a man, you know, the man oh, that yeah. he is. I mean, that's, that's what that is, right? Well, this is yeah. a coming-of-age yeah. story. I mean, it is, you know, it, I, I don't... Okay, this is going to be a, probably an unpopular opinion. Ty Sheridan. What did you think of Ty Sheridan as, as older JR? I think he's fine. But he I mean, he's probably good. honestly outgunned by little JR. He, I mean, I love the conversation they, they had in it. Hard cuts with little JR. It's like, hey, fuck you. you know? Yeah, when he's passed out on the couch. 
Exactly. Fuck you. No, man. Fuck you. Hard cut. He's eight yeah. years old screaming at himself in his dream. Well, I mean, he's wonderful. The whole JR. I mean, JR is, I mean, even though Affleck is the one that holds the family together, this is JR's story. This is his yeah, growing course. up. Um, him learning how to be a man without a father, but a great uncle and a great mother and a great grandmother. Grandma, yeah, grandma, he has father. a father. It's just not his, the guy who, you know, you think it is. But it's also all the guys at the bar, too, which I thought was endearing as well. Even when, like. What is it? What is it? He might not be your father, but that's your dad. Yeah. Like, I mean, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like all those guys at the bar, they look out for young Jr. too. Like that, like Jr.'s a homie, you know. Like that's that's their dog is young Jr. Is I mean, it's great. I mean, that stuff at the bar works. And it's great. I, I I wish you would have seen. I wish we could have had more stuff in the bar. I wish we had more of him growing up instead of the hard cut of, you know, eight or nine to nineteen. You know, like that's or eight eight eighteen. That's when he that's when he he, he got accepted into into Yale. Yeah. So yeah, I wish we would have seen more of that. That would have been, I think, that would have been important. Like, learn. I mean, okay. Like, in in all seriousness, a kid in the seventies, like, I mean, living in where were they, Jersey? No, uh, I'm just outside of New York. Yeah. Okay, so, but like, learning how to fight, like learning how to ride a bike, learning, you know, like, uh, kind of some Saints of Newark kind of stuff would have been nice to see too. Nah. You don't think, or am I just nah. am I just wishing too much here? You're, you're off the rails, buddy. This right. is a true story. All right, fair. This fair. is somebody's actual life. <laughs> well, what would you like to see in, in in between eight and eighteen? Well, I mean, there's plenty of other things like you could add more like them doing stuff together between you know Charlie and Jr. Like that's what the best part of that story is, right? Yeah, I, I think a good a, like a specific moment. I think a good specific moment would be his first girlfriend. Yeah, and like, sure. that, cause I, cause I, yeah, because I, I think that that's another big point for him and him and his uncle to you know his uncle to give him some advice or bond with him a little bit. Sure, or, or a you know little bit I mean? more high school stuff on that route. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah like, even that. Too, yeah. Girlfriend, but like you know, going to a like prom or something like that. You yeah. know, he's like, you know, when it comes to sports, some kids got it and some kids don't, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but on the flip side, when he made his family gazette at eight years old, and everyone's everyone's kind of holding their breath when um because the Uncle Charlie, Charlie obviously very smart, obviously underachiever in his family. He's like, kid, you either have it or you don't, and everyone kind of like holding their breath and looking at him. He's like, and I say, you got it. I don't know what it is, but you got it. And like that's that that's a great moment between the family. He's like, like, I'm not saying this don't need work, but you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's a great moment. Like that's one of the better moments of the movie. Oh, serious question. Do you think Charlie owns that bar or just works? Yeah, I think I kind of think he owns it. Like I kind of got the vibe. He owns the bar. Well, he runs the bar, but then I don't know if he does or not. (laughs) I mean, but is it important? Does that matter? I I don't know. I think it could have. I just with the bar stuff, which is some of the funnier stuff in the whole place. I think it just could have been more along that route. It's just something that made me just popped into my head when I was watching the movie. Like yeah. the whole part where 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 little Jr. comes in to buy a pack of smokes for Grandpa, and then he backs the one guy. He's like, "I'm gonna back Hugo." He's like, "With your Grandpa's money?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hell yeah, you heard him." Bo- <laughs> Bobo, yeah, Bobo. Bobo, that's yeah, right. Bobo's Bobo. great. What a, what what a great nickname, by the way, Bobo. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's just one of those. I wish we'd have seen more of the bar. I really do. I think the bar in itself is a character. You know the dick. Well, it is, but I also think some of the stuff we saw at Yale is kind of lame. 
Like, this dude goes to Yale, and we get to, besides his whole relationship with uh, Sydney, which, okay, I'm okay with that, but, like, the friends and stuff, that so doesn't matter to this movie. Maybe it's a much, I'm assuming that's part of the memoir that got cut out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's just he blows through Yale in, like, four different relationships with Sydney, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so... I mean, so, the part where he meets Sydney's parents, though, that's high comedy. It was. <laughs> well, like... I don't... I'm so, still not sure what happened there. Well, okay, well, my idea on the whole the, the Yale thing, because I thought about that, too, was cool. Yale was, like, this big thing, big thing, big thing, big thing. And then we don't get a lot of Yale when it happens. I think that's almost to emphasize that you know that a few people in this movie put a lot of a lot of weight on the whole Yale situation, and that it kind of it's like the idea that Yale is everything, and then it's really not. It's not. I think. I think. Yeah, and I think, and that point's made actually in the movie, and I think that was kind of like I don't know the only reason why I think we didn't get more to the of like what happens at Yale and like his his life there is because. You know, it was kind of like this thing, this thing, and then it wasn't. It wasn't that big of in his life that he thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, because like he he didn't bounce off of that to go into law school. He didn't bounce off of that to do anything else, really. You know, he jumped right into a job at the Times. So yeah. I think I don't. I don't think we got a lot of it because I just don't think it mattered to his story. And I think that's that was the emphasis. You ever fucked like, in the no, back of the Volvo, Bob? <laughs> I, I, I do love that question. Okay, so. Okay, let me, let, me, let me ask you this. You guys are a fan of, I'm guessing, if I had to ask you one way or the other, do you add more time? Do you add 10 minutes or do you take 10 minutes out of this movie? I'm guessing you take 10 minutes. Well, I, hold on. Do I get to pick where we add the time? Yes, you do. But you have to take away somewhere else. And so I'm, oh, I'm getting to a no, point. I'm not adding. I'm changing. That's okay, okay, okay. So, okay, you're, you're going to add 10 minutes somewhere and you're going to take away 10 minutes somewhere. Uh, 10 minutes out of Yale. Out of the Yale part, add ten minutes in between him growing up. See, I I agree with you. I think that would have been. I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see Uncle Charlie give him advice about a high school girl. He takes the advice. She, they go on a date. They have a great time. Then he brings her to the bar, and she she, she gets to meet all of his friends. I mean, I thought that would have been very touching. Well, that's the one thing we don't get in this movie. Like, what happens after he gets his, you know after the times thing when, you know, he doesn't become the byline or, you know, he doesn't become the staff writer or whatever. He's just working for bylines. Like this movie kind of ends in a weird spot. Um, like things are going well, you know, he's moving to the city. Wouldn't you like five more minutes to see like where this dude ends up? Yes. That's what I'm, I would absolutely love to see. As a matter of fact, when it ended, I was kind of surprised where it ended because we didn't get that closure that, I think we needed after that movie because I mean, we've been through his whole life and like, okay, so we end on that again, the open road, he's driving down, Charlie just giving him the, the car and he's like, I'm going to go to Manhattan, but what are you going to do in Manhattan? You know, it's like one of those right. still working for the times. Um, so did you guys know Ty Sheridan's only five foot seven? That's how, that's how tall I am. Yeah. Me and Ty, far taller than that. me and Ty should be best buds. Um, yeah. What? I'm, good lord, I'm kidding. Um, what did you say? I said me and Ty should be best buds because we're the same height. Mm. Mm. Why would you say shit like that? You won't. <laughs> um, Yikes. I, I don't. I agree with you. I, I wondered why they make they made such a big emphasis on. I can see why they did the one friend. I don't know why they spent so much time with the third with with the second friend. 
I think it's just his roommate. That's all. But why That's not? Why but here. but why not just put him in a room with two people? With because, with I mean, sorry, with with him and a roommate. I don't know because he was in a room with two other people. Yeah, but if not you're, just one. But if you're not going to tell, I mean, we obviously never got the other one's story. Whatever whatever well, relevance you know, he had to maybe, that. Maybe it's it, maybe he's a big part of the memoir that gets cut. Well, but then why do and, it? Why yeah, put it in? It, well, maybe he wanted to make a nod to his buddy, though. I mean, honestly. I mean, that's, like, that's hey, man, fair. this guy's playing you. At least that I understand. That's fair. So. I, I agree with that. Um, Chris, where do you where do you detract the tie, and where do you where do you add it? Well, I'm kind of in the same in the same boat as as like what you alluded to. I I do want to see a little bit what happens when he gets to New York. You know, I want to you know I want to see what happens. You know, as he drives off and he's he finally feels like the man that he you know that that he's becoming, and see where that takes him for like you know about a ten minute clip you know, and I I would take I would take Yale out almost completely you know what I mean really let, let well, it come you and go take it out completely because you have to have sin. I know I get that but like you know let, you know let let the let those bits happen and then be done with it because just it just wasn't very much, but. I'd like to see more at the end or more, you know, in the middle, you know, his high, like a little bit of time in high school, stuff like that, you know, or like just another big family moment that we didn't get to see maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. I w- what about the dad in the end? This is a big, so, okay. So we spend, that's closing his loop, but we spend so much time with this, kind of a shadow hanging over JR's head of not knowing his father the way he wants to always wanting to find him. I mean, he found him, but never spending more than like 15 minutes at a time with him. And then in the end, you know, they're at a, they're at a, they're at a diner, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I'm doing this thing now where I can have a cocktail from time to time. He says it like four or five times. And then he orders two drinks. JR doesn't drink his, the dad drinks his, they leave. Hey, drink some both. And then <laughs> power move. And then they go to his, the dad's new, um, squeeze. His, her name is, I think he called her squeeze, right? I, I hey, know. Hey, no, he called her the poontang. Oh, get it right. He, okay. Okay. I don't know what he called her. Um, yeah, I think her name's Kathy. And then, and then, you know, he gets mad. Chicken's not ready. He throws her on the floor with the chicken. And then we have the moment we've been building to this entire movie. Where's your phone? Or no, no, no. Of what he's going to, his father, how is he going to wrangle the situation? And I don't know how you guys feel about this situation, but I was like, I was like pins and needles. You'd hear them drop. I was like, so waiting for this. And then the tension is ruined by a bunch of cuss words. F you and shut the F up. And like, that just ruins the tension for me. Now, maybe that is factual. Maybe Maybe that's what was said. That's real life stuff though. When you don't know what to say, and you just start telling your dad to fuck off. <laughs> I mean, listen. You ever had a fight with your parents when you don't exactly get on their when you're not exactly on the same page? Stuff like that happens. It's true, it does. But, um, you know, and his dad is a, a shitbag, honestly. He just is a terrible person. So his dad doesn't deserve something clever. Why because it has no effect on him. That's you a know? damn oh he just dang. he just needs to be told off, and he is, and then he ends up in jail. So Fine by me. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I guess I never considered it that way. He doesn't deserve the dignity of a good response. He just. <sighs> you got to fight at the same level, man. <laughs> that's it. Use words that they'll understand because there's no point in not doing that. Well, it goes back to 
what Uncle Charlie like told him early in the movie is you know you, you never hit a woman. You never put your hands on a woman. Yeah, and and and, and that goes. Well, the, that's that's the man science. You know, you never you, well, never, you never put your hands on a woman. And what's the other thing he said? You know, he walked in the first day I met him. He ordered a well scotch. Oh yeah, you never, you ordered, never yeah, ordered, yeah. Or he ordered a well scotch neat. 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 You never, you ordered, never neat. ordered a well scotch, and you never order a well scotch neat. So the first time he sits down at, at the place with him, he's like, "I want a double, double well scotch." Neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But I mean, but, it's is it is it too much ridiculous though, or is it too much like? No, because I mean, listen, that's probably. I bet you that's real life. I bet you that's real life. It see that's one of the things I'm putting in the pro column for this movie is this feels real. It feels like every plot point we got was as he as the writer um Moringer as 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 he remembers it going down. Yeah. That's I important. really appreciate that. Because we don't get enough of that. I don't think we get enough of movies like that where it's just it's all real. It all happened, it's all real. That's how it shook out. And I really appreciate that. I think that's a great, uh, I mean, at least for this movie, that's a good one. Even though it's, it's not really a saving grace, it is certainly in the pro column for sure. Interesting. You know, what, what's, what's interesting? Well, just the way that you put it, that you, you put too much, you put so much emphasis on the, the pro column of what's real life. And I think, now listen, obviously they take liberties for this because it is a movie, but I don't feel like much of this is outside the realm of something that probably is at least derived from real life, you know? Yeah, no, you're probably right about that. Um, now let's talk about the car for a second. What a great ending. What, of course, what the car symbolizes to Jr. growing up, what it means to uncle Charlie, what it means to uncle Charlie to give him the car. I, I didn't see that coming. I, I honest to God did not see that coming. Um, him to just toss the keys in the bar and say, don't say I never gave you nothing. I really wanted to see him go outside to get to, to go get the car and it'd be some, just some terrible rundown junker. Well, no, well, that wasn't going to happen. There's no way that. Well, I mean, it could have. <laughs> I don't think even it could have happened. I, I guess it could have, but like within the context of the story, there was just no way that Uncle Charlie was going to let Jr. ride off with, with that one. I mean, Jr. is obviously, Jr. is obviously like the prized grandchild of. Lloyd's character, like he's obviously the one that is different and always the one. He's, that he's the pride of the tender bar, man. They made that. They made that kid into a man. Well, they and they did, and that's why I'm so surprised we didn't get. And we we do have what five or six scenes in the bar, maybe even seven, right? And we yeah. we we're at the, we're in the bar for quite a bit. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't get more of the bar. I keep saying that, but this is called the tender bar. Obviously, a play on the bartender because things are just a little bit out of whack here. But I mean, I'm glad you cleared that up. You are. But I mean, <laughs> I just I don't know why we didn't get more scenes in the bar. You know what would have been interesting is what I was expecting is the 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 confrontation of the dad to happen in the bar. That's what oh I was no cause, no because I think you would have got killed. <laughs> well, but all all of the joking aside of getting killed, I mean, I wasn't joking. You think? Uncle Charlie would have just, and his boys would have just stomped him. Is that what you're saying? Or yes, okay. yes, I do. <laughs> well, I I fully expect. Out of all the stuff you watch in this movie, you think that's outside the realm of possibility? No, I guess you're right. I did expect the thirty dollars to be paid back, though. I don't know why. Yeah, he ain't never, he ain't never getting that money. <laughs> I mean, he got a punch in the face for asking about it. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, yeah, he got he got beat up pretty bad. I'll be honest. It was, it was kind of it was funny though. Like you said, it was funny. There's a lot of well timed comedy in this too that I don't think we give enough credit to when we talk about movies like this. Is that really helps to break the levity a lot of time? And in a movie that's two hours and there's no trailer, so like it's legit two hour movie. Mm-hmm. Is it really helps to have some comedy play? You know, every fifteen every fifteen minutes or so somewhere between the 15 and 20 minute mark to have a good, well-placed, like funny thing to laugh at, like a genuine science, man, science, you know, Lloyd farting and saying, well, all my kids come back. They never leave, you know, stuff like it just, it works. Um, I love when he's, when he's at the bar for the first time, he's like, Charlie, who is that? He's like, that's my sister's kid. And the guy goes, the hot one or the crazy one. And he goes, are you trying to fucking die today? <laughs> Yeah, and then he slides a Coke down to JR or Pepsi, whatever yeah. it would have been slinging at the time. But, oh, man. Which I was wondering, how much do you think a bottle of beer would have cost at a bar in 73 when the movie started? 50 cents. You think so? Okay, 50 cents. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I was just... I probably find that out. Hang on. I was just wondering. I was just... Some of those guys are in there drinking all the time. I don't know how you could... They got to be somewhat cheap then, but... I don't know. Um... Is that? Let me ask you something. As a bar experience, is that your typical? I mean, is that a bar you've been to before? I mean, is that like not like the bar, but like the atmosphere of it? Um, in my that's, that's, that's a different kind of bar for sure. Yeah, that, that, that bar is not the norm. I guess you could say. I mean, bars like that probably you know they have they exist, but like that atmosphere isn't quite what what you capture nowadays, especially. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's it's different already because it's got the the all the the classic literature books on the on the wall. I mean, that that's cool, man. I, I agree. They also didn't do enough with that. I don't think either. A but... six pack of beer in nineteen eighty would have cost you three on average three dollars and forty cents. Hmm. So you probably would have been paying seventy cents a beer or so at a bar. So that's not. I mean, that's okay. I just. I don't. I wasn't, you know, around it. So like, my 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 brain doesn't, you know, equate that cost. But um, yeah, I just was curious about that. Um, do you think Ben Affleck was believable? Is I, I think Ben Affleck and the young kid were the best. With Daniel, were were the, were the best of the of the actors here. Yeah, I think they were great. They they sold they stole the show. I didn't really yeah. think much of. I didn't really think much of uh, the rest of his family outside of his mother and Christopher Lloyd. Although and there there were many other people. Um, there were the revolving door of family members. What do you think? I mean, what is the finality of the arc with Sydney? What? What? Is, I mean, what did you walk away from that with? For all I know, they got married later in life. <laughs> well, I mean, they got back together several times. So, yeah. And then there's the there's the motif that we didn't talk about about the 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 name Jr. And then like as soon as he's like, "What's your name, Jr.?" And they're like, "What does that mean, Jackie Robinson?" And he's like, "No, it doesn't mean that." That was funny. No one really knew what it meant. And like, that's kind of a motif, like a, a running gag that that's okay for a movie like this. Cause it adds levity. It's part of the funny, it's part of the joke, you know, aspect of it. I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, well, let me ask you just, I got a lot of questions here. So is this, you know, as far as it being on the Amazon prime, is this a, an asset to Amazon? Or I think so. Are you surprised? I think bring people in. Do you, do you, do you no, think this looks just... like an Amazon movie, or you think this should have been theatrical? It could have been theatrical. I'd, I'd say. Yeah, I think I so mean, too. 
Yeah, I, I, I think this movie's a. I think this is a good one on Amazon's page. It's, it's, it's got a good cast. It's a, it's a, just a. I don't know. It's a solid movie. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it, it checks a lot of boxes. For just something you can just sit down and turn on and watch in the middle of the afternoon with like your wife and your two kids playing around the house. That's what I did today. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I could. That's fair. I mean, it's but it's always the advantage of you know it's on Amazon. Everyone's got Amazon. Netflix and Amazon is you're pretty safe because everyone's got those two. It's the other ones that people I, I worry about people having. This dude just wrote some good memoirs, man. Autobiographies. Oh, J- Jim Moringer. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know I've I've heard the name before. It was a big deal back in like early two thousands, I think. When this, well, yeah, he wrote he wrote Andre Agassi, the tennis player autobiography. He ghost wrote Phil Knight, the guy that invented Nike or created Nike. Um, he wrote his book. He wrote a big one on the uh, notorious bank robber Willie Sutton as well. And then he's got something else that was made into a movie as well. So. And um, resurrecting the champ. And New York Times said he wasn't good enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got a Pulitzer, so he's probably okay. But resurrecting the champ oh. wasn't that wasn't that made into a movie? Yeah, it was. That was Samuel Jackson, Josh Hartnett. Was that it? Yep. Oh my goodness, that was it? That was that was not a very good movie at all. Terrible, actually. No. Well, he the, the story he wrote is what spawned it. So blame <laughs> it on him. No, I mean it's just interpretation. But you won't blame it on him. No, I mean, Weak. it's interpretation. It's, 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 you know, translation from page to the screen. That's what I blame it on. But, Chris, we're doing a lot of talking. What do you, do you have anything else you want to say about liking or disliking this movie? Uh, I didn't have too much. So, when this movie ended, I talked to my wife about it for a minute, and I didn't, there, there's not a lot in this movie I dislike. This movie is one of those movies in the category that just kind of happens, but sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. This movie, it didn't hurt it. It's just a, it's just a good story. Like I didn't have it. I didn't have any problems with the movie, besides how quickly we jumped from kid to adult. I guess you know, but we've already voiced that. This this movie is just pretty. It's just a pretty solid watch, honestly. I agree. I didn't really think much of Ty Sheridan though, and that really bothers me because like he's the his character when he's an adult is the is the focus. So I mean, I didn't. Well, I mean, really do you, do you think him. he did a poor job? Um. Again, it's it's always tough when the main character you think doesn't because like is it is it was it him or was it the director was he given I mean was well, he not directed well what's going on there I mean well I mean his character's comedy lands the parts you know where you know it calls for it you know he, he's believable in the role you know yeah it's fine I, I got no I don't see a I, I don't see a problem Ty I think his casting was fine he's just outshined by. Ben, you know, yeah. by a bigger like I don't know. Whenever, whenever Uncle Charlie's on the screen, you know, Ben steals the show is what happens yep. in this movie. But I almost think he's supposed to. He's supposed to be that larger than life, you know, figure in his in his life. So I think that's also a little bit by design there. I think Ty did just fine. I, I don't have a problem with him in the movie. Well, maybe that's all it was was just fine. Maybe that's why it was. A maybe yeah yeah I mean yeah nothing outstanding from him yeah. but yeah. I thought, okay, fair enough. I, I, I expected more out of this movie. This I, I watched. There's two Amazon movies I watched the same night. This one, and Joe Bell two or three weeks ago, and I was disappointed. I think by both of them. I wanted, I expected better things from both. Now, I mean, me expecting it and me what I got. That's you know my interpretation. But 
Um, as we move into scoring this, I, I, I was a little let down by William Monahan's written some great things. Um, and this is, you know, George Clooney. I don't, as a director, I don't, I mean, I, no red flags off my hands. Oh no, George Clooney directed this. So, I mean, I guess I'm okay there. I just, I'll be the first one to score it. I, this one cool. to me is like a four. Ooh. I mean, wow. I, I, yes. So you like, you yeah. didn't like this more than you did like it. I think I expected more out of it given hmm. the great cast. Well, a good, good cast and a coming of age story. I, I'm the one that usually loves the coming of age tales. And, and yeah, I figured, story. I figured you'd be like slobbering all over yourself for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I've watched it twice now. I just, I can't, there's parts of it that just don't really speak to me. I mean, the, 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 the narration is, is what it is. Ron Livingston does a fine job, kind of a wonder year style narration. Um, it's, you know, it's just where the movie ends to me. I'm like, it, it just, it, it kind of just ends. I don't think the story's finished. Chris, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go next. Um, this movie hits, I think, I think the difference between your score and my score, Grayson, is that this movie hits on a lot of, on a lot of personal things with me. And maybe Sorry. that's, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm the audience for this movie, I guess, in a way where like, I don't know. I thought this movie was a good story. I, I, I found myself smiling a lot at, at, at like the warmer family moments and I have a cold dead heart. So that says a lot. And I don't know, just, I, there wasn't a point in this movie where I was where I was upset that I was watching it. This movie plays up plays through pretty easy. It's wholesome, and the people that are in this do a good job. And I don't know Ben's characters. You know he's he's fantastic. Uh, this movie's a seven for me. This is a good movie. Yeah. You know? oh, wow! Like I recommend okay. this to I can right. recommend this to a lot of people. I think. Well, I'm not I gonna go quite. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say I liked it. Oh, that was it. Okay. I like this movie. So I'm not gonna go quite as high. I did enjoy this movie quite a bit, though. I think it's pretty good, uh, pretty solid. I would recommend this to just about anybody. Um, I think this movie's a six. Um, I think it's absolutely hysterically funny in a couple of places, and I think it's very wholesome in others. Now, listen, this movie's not perfect. That's why I gave it a six. But, like, I could have done with a little bit of more time in the middle and less time at Yale, things like that. But, obviously, that's the stuff that's important to our writer and stuff he wanted to make sure he got into this. And I'm okay with that. So, I think Affleck's character as Uncle Charlie is great. Christopher Lloyd's great. Young JR is incredible. Um, hope that kid gets a lot more work. Um, Ty Sheridan, he's fine. He's fine. No problems with him. Uh, I think this is a six, and I'm happy to recommend it to anybody. All right, gentlemen, another episode in the books, as they say. This has been episode 262B of Four Love of Cinema. Each episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, and as always, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting updates and news stories there and trailers. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, take a look at the power of dog and the unforgivable. That's exciting. Dog power. Yeah.